0: Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln America. It's time for the finish line with Mike Melby, a 93-7 a ticket and the ticketfm.com. Start your
1: energy!
0: Welcome into the Finish Line Racing. i'm not used to where the camera is so <laughs> we'll do this all righty how is everybody doing welcome to the finish line here on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket i'm your host mike melby rico driving the car tonight rebecca pearson to my right bob rusinger in studio for the hour to my left uh pilots a uh, stock car around eagle raceway uh every saturday night and Bob, the one thing I want to start off with before I get into the stories that I want to cover and uh, the victory lane segment, but you haven't missed a night of racing for a class that you drove at Eagle since 1990. What?
2: Six, I believe. See, either 96 or 97.
0: Unbelievable dedication to the sport, and and like you're who the sport is for. Like, and you're the guy that that is as dependable and. You're the guy that makes the show every week. It's unreal to me. I when I announced out there, I, I I made it every night for a decade, and it was insane the first week that I had off. And you don't realize how much of a commitment it is, but you're, you're like you're just going, you, gosh, what twenty seven years now?
2: Yeah, probably. Yeah, and how we got there too is a crazy story. So I'll tell you about that. Okay, well, we'll, we'll
0: and were you there about- last night?
1: I was there last oh, night. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. If I'd known you were going to be on, it I guess was, I probably did know, and I just yeah. totally forgot. I would have come it was visit you one. in the in the pit. It was hot, and there was oh, a lot God. of a lot of wrecking last night. Yep, in uh, all the in all the events actually. So, but it was fun at Eagle last night. It Alrighty,
0: some some stories that caught my eye this week. Um, they're mainly around. It's kind of sprint car related, but it's seat changes um, after last week's bombshell announcement from Nick Macri that the Macri Motorsports 39M had parted ways with Nick's son Anthony. Uh, permanently Uh, on Friday morning of this week. Nick announced that 2023 Dirt Cup champion Justin Sanders is going to pilot the 39M through the Jackson Nationals that runs August 17th through the 19th. And then this morning, the Sprint Car World was kind of set on uh, their head as Kreitz Racing announced that they have parted ways with Lance DeWeese, who had been with the team since 2016. Since those two had teamed up, Kreitz Racing and Lance DeWeese, They were probably the single most successful Central PA Sprint Car team. They won three to score a 50s, two Bob Weikert Memorials at Port Royal, two National Opens at Williams Grove, and then 16 All-Star wins and nine World of Outlaw wins. Kreitz Racing says they're looking for a driver for the remainder of the season or drivers to finish out their schedule. And then 57-year-old National Sprint Car Hall of Famer Lance Dewey says, I ain't done yet. Somebody's going to give me a ride. And then breaking news this afternoon out of the World of Outlaws and uh high limit slash all-star world jacob allen the pilot of the 1a uh and shark racing his teammate logan shuhart won a million dollars at um uh, uh Hughes, or at, uh yeah eldora. at it's huh mm-hmm. or at oh, eldora Hildora. jesus think of the, <laughs> the weekend before at eldora two weeks ago and uh shuhart actually won on friday night that was jacob allen's last night in the 1a on an Interim basis, it's it's indefinite. But he's stepping aside to take care of family considerations and just kind of some take care of himself. Uh, he's a young man that got married in the off season, uh, but uh, we wish Jacob the best. But he's going to step out of the one A. Landon Myers, who drove uh, another shark racing car at the Eldora Million, is going to step into the one A. for the remainder of the season. And an hour after that, Brent Marks announced, who by the way won more money than any sprint car driver in the history of the sport. In a single year, last year, $658,000 said from here on out, other than this Tuesday's race at uh, uh, the High Limit Race, wherever they're racing at, on Tuesday, he will not get back in the car again until the Capitani Classic the Sunday before the Knoxville Nationals. That's on August 6th. But a guy that raced over 120 shows last year said, we're taking some time off. We're going (laughs) to let our team reset. But you're talking some of the biggest names in racing are getting fired are changing seats, are taking some time off, don't know exactly what's going on. And then a wild thing happened uh, as some confusion and frustration developed prior to Wednesday night's World of Outlaw returned to BAPS Motor Speedway for the first time since 1992 when the track tweeted out, hey, Kyle Larson's going to be here. (laughs) Larson quickly responded, no, I'm not. So they get a little egg on their face, and of course uh, they delete the tweet. They get roasted by all the keyboard, keyboard warriors, uh, far and wide. Interestingly enough, though, Larson shows up anyway yep. Wednesday night. It rains out after time trials; they reschedule for Thursday, and Larson's a no-show as well as a no-show uh, at Williams Grove over the weekend yep. in the the World of Outlaw versus Pennsylvania Posse. So, not sure what was going on, but it's it's kind of weird. Uh, Justin Fielder, who does Dirt Tracker Daily, was talking about sprint car drivers and, and their schedules and how difficult it is for guys that don't run on a tour, i.e., Brent mm-hmm. Marks. Kyle Larson, Rico Abreu, to find out where they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Late model guys do a fantastic job of it.
1: Well, and Kyle was in Pennsylvania for Pocono. Yep. And there was a little excitement on the track with Kyle and Denny Hamlin this weekend. So <sighs> <laughs> seems to follow Kyle a little bit.
0: It follows Denny Hamlin's and Denny Hamlin. ability to not wreck <laughs> guys to win. I've never been a Hamlin fan. Um, I, I just... I I. I just don't like the guy. I don't know why. Bob, do you like Denny Hamlin? Is your favorite driver? Now you're going to come over here and punch me?
2: No, no, I, <laughs> no, I root for them all. Yeah, no, I got nothing. I don't been, even know what happened. So I, I, I've been out of it here for a little bit on the TV side.
1: Oh, it's yeah. Well, it was just a little, uh, you know, bumping. Actually, there was a fair amount of wrecking on the Pocono uh, yeah. track this weekend. But uh, yeah, Denny won. It was one under yellow, so the fans weren't mm, happy. Yeah, you know, boop. you got all that booing going on. So. A little bit of everything going on in NASCAR.
0: Yeah, definitely. Rico, you got the uh the victory lane fired up, ready to go here sometime? So close. We could maybe.
1: sing, you know, if he doesn't have it, we can sing or Oh, you don't it. want
0: me to do that. Back in the walk. Am I gonna have to carry you? Where to Victory Lane. Come around here. Pan over there. That's where everybody wants to be, and that's where this party's gonna finish. Victory Lane.
1: 15 years to get back to Victory Lane here at Talladega. For the 11th
0: time in his illustrious career, Donnie shots back in Victory Lane at the Knoxville. He's making the right-hand turn into last energy drink, Victory Lane. The most anticipated moment in the history of NASCAR racing. Dale Earnhardt rolling into Victory Lane in the Daytona 500. Big thanks to Mike Boston and Eagle Chassis for sponsoring the Victory Lane segment. If you have a sprint car, you have frame damage, or if you need a new frame, Mike is the guy to call. Eagle Chassis back and better than ever. Located right here, worldwide headquarters in Lincoln, Nebraska. Been down to his shop. He needs a bigger shop. They're working a deal, but uh, it's it's packed full of uh, all the, the top material, and he's walked me through what they do to build those cars, to make them safe, to make them flexible, to make them strong to be able to survive crashes and win races uh if you need anything uh from a frame standpoint and you drive a sprint car give mike boston a call 402-826-0302 on to victory lane denny hamlin as you mentioned earlier under caution uh he got into larson larson into the wall earlier in the race christopher bell got into larson punted him and then um austin Dillon was it, it, it was ugly um, there wound up being a big wreck and, uh, Austin Dillon, I think it was Tyler Reddick mm-hmm. is who wrecked him and Dylan throws his helmet across the track at him, uh, after it. And it was, it was kind of a blatant punt. Uh, it's going on right now in NASCAR for some reason. It's like almost every single week you see something where the guy didn't need to do it, Mm. but he did. And uh, I think Austin Dillon just, he came out after the whole thing was over and he said, I just need to start wrecking people. I'm tired of this, (laughs) uh, in NASCAR and Xfinity at Pocono yesterday, Austin Hill with the wind and then, uh, road course, uh, the trucks were at a road course. Kyle Busch got Kyle Busch Motorsports 100th truck series win. Uh, that was yesterday. High limit back at Grandview Speedway this coming Tuesday night. They've been dark for about a month. Uh, The All-Stars tonight, they're at Red Hill in Sumner, Illinois, but they've had a little run here. Last Tuesday, they were at Lernerville. Kyle Larson picked up the win there. Friday night at 34 Raceway over in West Burlington, Iowa. Zeb Wise won. Wise now leads the points. Sunshine is out. Tyler Courtney uh, injured his back in a wreck a couple of weeks ago at Eldora. And so it's a owner points in All-Stars. So the driver makes no difference. So it's still owner points. It's still, uh, it's not split driver and car owner, but with sunshine out, Anthony Macri is now piloting, but it's not going quite as well yet. Uh, Give him some time to get uh, up to speed. But Wise has grabbed a 10 point lead over Chris Wyndham, who promoted last night's race at Spoon River Speedway. Wyndham wound up fifth, but Bill Balog, the North Pole Nightmare, uh, comes home with an all-star win last night at Spoon River Speedway. World of Outlaw, we talked about the BAPS Motor Speedway thing. They got rained out after time trials on Wednesday. And uh, David Gravel took home the win on Thursday, though. And the track is a cool track from the standpoint of the owner. The owner is owned, it, the, the track is owned by Kevin Gobret's brother. And Kevin is who the Rookie of the Year Award is named after in the World of Outlaws. Uh, Kevin passed away at I-80 Speedway, actually, here in Nebraska uh, back in the early 2000s when uh, he got upside down and Matt Morrow uh, wound up not being able to see him get stopped in time and uh, suffered catastrophic injuries. But uh, Kevin, Gobert Go Memorial Race. Kevin Gobret Memorial, Rookie of the Year honors every year get handed out for the World of Outlaws. And his brother owns BAPS Motor Speedway right now. It's really kind of cool because all of the Rookie of the Year winners since that was uh, award was uh, named after Kevin uh, came up and shook hands and gave a rose to Kevin's mom. Oh, nice. So a real cool yeah. ceremony there on Thursday at BAPS. Williams Grove, PAA posse versus... The Outlaws. Logan Shuhart, the Million Dollar Man, won on Friday night. Last corner pass of Brad Sweet. Unbelievable video. If you get a chance, pull up Logan Shuhart's Twitter, and it's his in-car GoPro just over his left shoulder, and then uh, the Dirt Vision broadcast synced up, and you see, and it literally, he passes Brad Sweet about 20 feet before the finish line. Sweet had led every lap up until that point, but uh, great video there. And then uh, last night, was it? Pennsylvania posse, and it wasn't the outlaws. Rico Abreu uh, gets his, I believe, fourth World of Outlaw win on the season. Rico's a guy that just goes wherever the money is. Uh, Races all-stars, he races uh, High Limit, and he races World of Outlaws. World of Outlaw late models, dark. Lucas Oil late models, Ricky Thornton Jr. picked up a prelim win in the Silver Dollar Nationals on Thursday, but it was Brandon Shepard last night taking home the $53,000 paycheck. At Knoxville last night, Brian Brown, 65th career 410 victory at the track uh, then in the 360s, it was Aaron Reitzel and Kate Higday picks up the 305 win at Knoxville last night. Eagle last night in the sprints. Joey Danley holds off Tyler Drukey in the sprint cars to uh, modifieds Terry Hurt with the win. Sport Mods, Tyler Harr with the win. Shane Stutzman won the stock car division. Bob Rusinger, who's sitting right there, was 10th. And then in the hobby stocks, it was David Carter. Beatrice finally lost, or wait, (laughs) won against Mother Nature. Yes. First time in a month they've been able to race down to Beatrice. Uh, Modifieds won by Brandon Conkright. Tyler Newrude won the Sport Mods. Stock cars run by Jordan Grabowski. Vintage full-body stock cars won by Corey Proskosil. Chad Borgman wins hobby stocks. And the Compacts were won by Colton Williamson. Side note on Beatrice. And I'm going to ask you, Bob, have you raced down to Beatrice much? Oh, many times, many times. They had six classes of cars last night. Car count has been a bit of an issue at Beatrice. They only had 91 cars total, six classes. That's 15 cars per. Um, any ideas, like, from a helpful standpoint from a driver? Like, how, how can they get more cars down there? What's going on? Why is it so difficult to get cars down there on a Friday?
2: Well, I don't know. And, and is McCool Junction running right now?
0: I believe they are. I, th- I thought it was more one-off and not weekly, but okay. I don't know for sure. Because you think
2: that would have helped them if they weren't running either. And I-80 being shut now, too, you'd think that some of these tracks would get more cars. Mm-hmm. But I-, I don't have the answer. I-, I know a lot of my friends race down there, and, and-, and we've talked to them. And-, and I've heard over the years that, that Beatrice may become just specials only because they do really well, the fall nationals and the spring nationals and things like that, and the, the fair races and things like that. So I- that's just rumors I've heard. Don't. I know nothing. <laughs> I know nothing, but um, yeah, week to week, week to week, it's tough to get cars down there.
0: Yeah, it is. It's always I've always thought it just a little bit strange. Um, Eagles <laughs> you, kind of a phenomenon. I, I, Verico, you are more than welcome to jump in. I I, have, I know nothing. I know nothing about what you guys are talking about, but I do want to say you saying you know nothing kind of conflicts with what the Twitch viewers are saying. As we have three people, Dominic Dominic commented twice, and Garrett J.M., uh dominic says bob de goat uh garrett says shout out to bob best racer at eagle right there and dominic says one of the all-time legends see and i've got to agree yeah, with all that, that stuff the <laughs> the guys that that just do it night in and night out that's where i i at total props because it's not cheap no, no one's paying your bills to go race um it's got to come out of your pocket and granted you get sponsors you get some help here and there whatever (laughs) with is is he kind of you know grimaces uh, as sponsors
2: what right Uh, what's the definition of that again it's 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 tough right now because right now i'm not competitive at least as i was um and there's a number of reasons for that so right now i'm a little down but uh I'm, i'm thinking about making one more run at some point in time here and get a new car i mean my car is 15 years old um And either getting back to the modifieds or stay in the stock car class, which I kind of like. But right now I'm not quite competitive um, just equipment-wise, and that's frustrating. So go
1: ahead. I was just going to say, what makes you competitive? So when you say – Money, money, money. Right. But then when you have the money, what are you going to buy? What parts? Engine, chassis.
2: I mean, a lot of these guys – have multiple cars and they, mm-hmm. they and you got to update them every year okay um and and the, the engine too i mean i've gone through so many different classes i think no one's driven more classes at eagle than i have we could go <laughs> I, I pretty much that's a record that'll never be broken
0: well i was gonna say because uh, i know you've driven a sprint modified
2: well let's go all the way back fam sedan yep yep which is crazy yeah i was in a t-shirt and sweatpants <laughs> And A lap belt, and that's all they required. Oh my God! And I almost fell out after the first time I was there, so oh I had to go gosh, get a I, I had to imagine. go get a containment seat because I was driving from the passenger side trying to hold myself over. <laughs> but how they allowed that happen was no. crazy. I should have brought some pictures. Did out you wear me. a helmet? I did have okay. a helmet. That was about <laughs> that's it. Promising. Yeah. Uh, that car I think was three hundred fifty bucks. Uh, then uh, Friday night flyers. Yep. And then pro am, and then the eagle shut down on Friday nights, yep. so I had no choice but to go to modifieds. and then I did eight mods for years and years, and then I was, and actually it was pretty good. That's the only time I ever had a brand new car was back in 2004, and I won a feature at Eagle and at Beatrice and was always in the top five and with a bunch of us, and I started getting cocky, and thought, well, God, I could do this, and uh, so then I got, he was going to have the non-wing sprint car class every, remember, once a month, Yep. so I did that, and I remember, God, the first time I went out there, I had, I had no idea what I was doing, and Ed Bowes, you know him, you know Ed Bowes, the TWA pilot, he's next to me, and Jay Jordan had went out first for the hot laps, and he did maybe a lap or two and ended up in the bushes over in three and four, just completely flipped out of the yard, and I'm sitting there like, what do I do? And I know Ed Bowes goes, push me back, this isn't safe, and he went home. Really? So I go to my buddy, and he's like, "Just stay on the bottom." <laughs> so I just <laughs> so I ran, I ran the whole series that we ran like ten races. I don't know how many races there were. Don Drad would just lap me, you know, after a couple of laps. But I just always stayed on the bottom, stayed out of the way, and finished like fifth in points that year in the modified and in the sprint car. Nice. Kinda crazy. That had to
0: be crazy running both classes same night.
2: That was tough for a guy like me. Yeah, these guys do it all the time with their big stacker trailers and stuff. But I had to get buddies to haul another car, and it was weird. I'd, I could never do that again. Did you have a
1: crew at that time? Not
2: really. It's yeah. usually like I family mean family members. And... No, no. no, no. Okay. Yeah, well, I've always had some good buddies. Um, mm-hmm. We can talk about that later, but that have helped me out over the years. But uh, and then that went away because I think they couldn't get cars, and it was pretty dangerous. So then I did 360 for a year, and then I did the sport mod for a year, and or a couple years, and then back to A-Mod, and then I did, now I'm in this stock car. And I actually ran a late model out there a few times, too, back in, on Friday nights when I had a late model. Well,
0: I was say, I, I could have swore that you, yeah. you, you were in a late model when so I was another guy had there, got so. hurt,
2: so I kind of finished the year for him. Yeah.
0: So what do you like the best? You've done them all. What
2: uh, do you like the best? The, I, the A-Mods, to me, were great back in the early 2000s, um, and, and I like them now, but that's, again, it's another deal where it, that takes a lot. A, a modified is more expensive than a sprint car. Is it really? Okay. I, 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 you could ask a lot of people. I, they'd probably agree with you. I don't know. I haven't got went into this 305 stuff yet, so right. maybe I don't know. But, but a modified, is, an A-mod is mm-hmm. more expensive than a sprint car.
0: Well, and, and back then, the Saturday night show, which was... Uh, sprint cars and modifieds. Sprint cars and modifieds. It. There were mid-30 car counts in sprint cars. And oh, the yeah. modifieds, there were nights we had 55 cars. Yeah. You know, you would, you would have, you know, what, four-time national champion Johnny Sadoff that won four national IMCA modified point titles that would come to Eagle. And there's nights that he wouldn't make it out of the B.
2: Right. Well, and there was a time too when Beatrice and Eagle were, were against each other. They both oh, yeah. raced on Saturday nights. So when they kind of worked together, that's when the modified class got real crazy because all the Beatrice guys would come up and. Yeah.
1: So what's the history on why the sprint cars are the feature? Cause that, you know, the last two I've been there, right? That's the big race and everybody gets all excited. The last race is the sprint car race. So what's, what's the history behind that?
0: The track was built on sprint car racing. Dale Halverson built the track. I can't remember who he built it with back in the 60s. Uh, a guy named Keith Hiteshue won the very first ever uh, heat race there. Uh, Keith raced up until he was in his 60s uh, through, gosh, the early 2000s. Um, I used to see Keith at Stars Games mm-hmm. uh, when I was calling those. And, and I bought his seat. <laughs> Did you? From his kid, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah That was my um, sprint car seat. But that, and back then, it wasn't a sprint car with a wing. It was, they were called Bodifieds. Mm-hmm. But it was the exact—not exact. It was a very similar chassis— but that's what raced Mm -hmm. and Eagle raceway from literally night one has had sprint cars racing on it. It is the end all be all Knoxville is Knoxville. No one's ever going to argue it. Eldora is Eldora. No one's ever going to argue it, but Eldora can run craftsman truck series. They can run late model shows and they're amazing shows. Mm. Houston is Houston's it's smaller than Eagle. It's a little bull ring. They say it's a third mile. I think it's just, it's between a quarter and a third and It's legendary, but at the end of the day of all these big national tracks where the national tours run, you ask the guys like Kyle Larson, what's the best sprint car track in America? A lot of them are going to say Eagle Raceway.
1: Yeah, i know it's got a great history and it's fun actually last night i was in the in the vip suite with uh, todd mccain whose father i guess used to Mm -hmm. do the announcing alabama roy
0: Mm -hmm. alabama roy (laughs) so i'm working for the blaze and it's a monster truck show and i had a little rc traxxas truck that had a blaze bumper sticker design all over it and they wanted me to come out and be intermission Mm -hmm. like give stuff away and take my little truck and race around So Snake Eyes was the featured monster truck and I go down there and I'm you know, did and we had a little tough truck course where stock trucks would do jumps and whoop de doos and I mean it was crazy. And so I'm kinda running my little RC. The guy that drives Snake Eyes fires up the truck and starts chasing my little remote control truck. I don't know this is going to happen. And I literally, like, I'm losing my mind. I'm yelling at him. I'm like, what the, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm trying to get away from him. And it was pretty easy just because I, it would get up and move. And I was so much more maneuverable, but he got it to where I'm coming back towards myself. Cause I just wanted to grab the truck and get off the truck. i I'm, I'm thinking he's going to run uh-huh. me over and I slammed my truck underneath the cars that they were jumping on top of and jumping over. And he comes up, puts on the brakes, and then floors it, lifts the front tires off the ground. The crowd goes absolutely bananas. (laughs) And he backs away, and he's giving me a big thumbs up. And I'm I'm like, "You're like, what is happening, right?" ah!" (laughs) And I grab my truck, I crawl back up through the flag stand, go up the stairs, and I have kids and adults running over to high five me as I'm going by them. And Alabama Roy McCain was the announcer. And he walked or I walked up there and he goes, young man, that was impressive yep. here. <laughs> and he hands me a mason jar. And that was my first ever taste of moonshine.
1: Uh, yes, because I was going to say I'm from the East Coast and modifieds, Right. To me, it's it's all modified. You don't. I mean, they have sprint cars now, but it's moonshine territory so that's what i for the little bit of dirt track that i was exposed to it was never sprints it was always you know some kind of stock car or modified variation of that so
2: yeah that's me too i'm from new england so that's yeah okay i i grew up in a totally different type of (laughs) right right
0: (laughs) absolutely it is the finish line here on 93.7 the ticket i'm mike melby that's rebecca pearson bob Rusinger in studio rico's going to take us to break and when we come back we'll get a little bit more in depth with bob and his racing career Back to the finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. I think Rico created this music for us, didn't you?
1: Yes, you did a <laughs> nice
0: job. Welcome back to the finish line. Here on 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. If you're watching on the stream, it is the Sarter Heyman live stream. You can see all of our live streams on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, plus Allo Channel 951. And if you want to be a part of the show, you can text in or call in. It's the Honda of Lincoln Hotline and the sartor Heyman text line, 402-464-5685. I'm Mike Melby. Rico driving the car tonight. Rebecca Pearson to my right. And stock car driver from Eagle Raceway, Bob Roosinger to my left. And um, we were talking a little bit about the 941 different classes of cars that you have piloted around Eagle Raceway, Bob. And um, I want to know, you were talking about the competitive side, and and you're not as competitive as you want to be right now. Bottom line is, it's, it's going to take money to do it. From the standpoint of um, a guy like me, I'd love to get behind the wheel. I've always wanted to do it on a full-time basis. I never put enough money aside to do it. What's the the most economical class for somebody starting out to get into?
2: Well, I, 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 you probably would be the, the hobby stock. I mean, I'm just going by what I know, um, or, or maybe even the sport mod, because you can get so many recycled modifieds out there. But the problem with that is there's a ton of cars. Um, mm-hmm. So you're talking the sport mods have a C every Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to get if you didn't make it out of the heat, you might have to go through the C and then come through the B just mm-hmm. to make the A to even make. Any money at all, mm-hmm. um, which that, that's a different story. But uh, th- that'd be my guess would be the hobby stocks. But again, a lot, lot, lot of cars.
1: What's it cost to field a car just to get something going ballpark? Which? The, a hobby stock, right? So now I'm a.
2: Yeah, I'm talking I, about me. I, yeah. If I want
1: to get in the car and well, do I, something. I'm
2: guessing, I mean, 10? 10? Yeah. Minimum, that's what I was guessing. Minimum. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a lot more for a stock car, a modified, mm-hmm. things like that. But yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, if you, you can do it cheap like how I started. I started
0: nothing. <laughs> well, uh, now you said that it was the, the family sedans. No, you, I started before
2: that. You want to really? hear a good story. Okay. And I want to hear I, a good I'm story. Even gonna, I, this, I'm, we're not going to call this racing, but I'm going to tell you what happened. So I, I grew up in New England, mm-hmm. and uh, in the 70s and 80s, I went to Stafford Motor Speedway, which is a legendary place. I didn't know at the time. but uh, And then Saturday night, we'd go to Riverside Park Speedway, which, again, is, is a legendary place in the world. And then uh, I would, however I could get there, because my, my family was not into racing, my, my parents like, no, yeah, I always wanted a dirt bike or a go-go. <laughs> right? No, no, Definitely. you'll get nothing in like it, balding, yeah. You know, it's one of those deals. <laughs> so whenever I, I had to beg, borrow, and steal to get to the racetrack as a kid. And But I didn't know. we were. I was growing up watching Jeff Bodine, Ron Bouchard, mm. Randy lejoy, Mike McLaughlin. I mean, all these huge guys that came from Northeast that busted into NASCAR. And that just, that was kind of the gushed it opened the door for all these new england guys to get into nascar well anyhow i'm like i, I need to do this I-, I need to race and i didn't know what dirt track racing was because there was no dirt tracks in mm-hmm. the state of connecticut right. so me and my buddies i wasn't even 16 i was 15 and they had a thing coming up called a Dem- uh, figure eight enduro <laughs> and i was a newspaper carrier at the time so uh this old man had like an old 73 buick or something just sitting there and the plates had expired and we, that was back in the day when you had to collect the money after you delivered the newspaper you know later so we're like what are you gonna do with that car he's like ah you can have it so me and my buddies again no license no nothing took it hit it um and then over the course of time because my parents had they they would no 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 that was absolutely not so we hit it we got this thing you know stripped it out over the course of time Cut a deal with the local record, uh, like mobile station at the end of the block. I'm like, hey, buddy, can you tow this on your tow truck on Sunday morning down to this deal? I'm going to. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I cut a deal with him for like 20 bucks. And so we tow-, tow this thing and then we get there and spray paint it up. We'd removed all the glass and everything. And oh, oh prior to that, um, we found out that you needed to have a roll cage.
0: Like, oh. I was going to ask you. Good idea. Here's where it got
2: funky. <laughs> um well i'm like we don't have a roll cage nor a welder no nothing right so uh one of the newspaper people on my newspaper route like hey uh they've been w- wanting to pay me to get rid of this old swing set so i go hacksaw the swing set up <laughs> literally wedge it into the car so it looks like there's four things spray painted it black wow. i mean c- completely illegal got you know, help, you. You help you get an accident yeah, you could have folded right? it like a straight yeah but i it just i had to get to the racetrack <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's what we did. And I, I can't, I, it was so long ago, but, uh, that was crazy. So
1: why did you have to get the racetrack? Your family didn't have a connection no. to racing. So how did you
2: learn it's that you liked your, it like, or wanted uh, to look like at it? Look at Melby. I mean, once it, once that hits you, it's all, it's did all. Did you see well, it on
1: TV or what? you went bit. to a track I, race? No, or, I just,
2: yeah. no, I went to Stafford just Motor went Speedway to Stafford Since and, I was born. Yeah. Um, and then I just had to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I I've told the story on this show, I, Lonnie Jensen is why I am passionate about racing and sprint cars specifically. You know, I'm, I'm 10 years old and he talked to, well, he let me talk to him for 20 minutes after a race at Midwest Speedway. Yep. And I, I literally was hooked. That was, I was yeah, done. So
1: same, same for me too, right? So, yeah, Got in yeah. the car and after
2: that, yep. Yeah. So then I, I graduated high school in Connecticut and moved here and, and Found this thing called dirt track racing. Like this is freaking believable. Right. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> so now I gotta do this. You right. know, but I I hunkered down and, and graduated college. I don't know how, but uh, you know I met my <laughs> wife at the time. And, and I the, the day I graduated college and got a job, teaching job. And my first mm-hmm. teaching job was in Beatrice. I bought an old piece of junk, FAM sedan car, and then it, it just steamrolled for there. My first truck was an old Pepsi truck. All it had was heat and defrost. That was it. Uh, and it still had the Pepsi logo on the front. And the trailer I got for 200 bucks, it was an alignment machine that someone had just kind of welded wheels on and the tongue was the hydraulic tube. And I remember like Mike Seesak out at Eagle's like, Bob, you cannot come back with that trailer. That hydraulic tube is going to snap. So <laughs> I had to sell that, but uh, yeah, so I, I came from the absolute bottom. Right. But that's where a lot of people start, right?
1: because oh, yeah. And, and, and I'm we... still kind of there, but sure. if it wasn't
2: for all the people I've met, uh, it, and that's the biggest thing. I'm thinking about quitting and thinking about retiring, but th- that is, these are my people. That all my friends are the the race car people, yeah, Yeah. and I don't know what I would do, and I don't know who I would talk to if I wasn't racing cars.
1: That's what's kind of a bummer with dirt track racing is you can't do what you can in in asphalt pavement, which is what I know is you literally can take your street car and go do something on a track and just kind of get the thrill, right? You can't do that in dirt track because you can't uh, even. There's no street class. Well, SCCA allows you to bring your street car on. Most yeah. of the asphalt tracks, they have club events you can bring your street car on. Street yeah. tires, you know, just literally drive up with your seatbelt and whatever. You can't do that with dirt track so it's dirt track racing, so people can't get the feel of it and kind yeah. of get it. And into it is it, a right? crazy feeling. Yeah. Racing
2: a dirt yeah. car.
0: Oh, it, it is. It's amazing. The guy that won the feature last night actually, yeah. Shane Stutzman yeah, He's for, a good buddy. Yeah. 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 Shane is the the first one that was dumb enough to go, "You want to hot lap my car? Sure." And you were talking about, like, what you were wearing when that first race that you were in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and I was wearing his helmet, a T-shirt, shorts, and I'm not kidding, I think I had flip-flops Man, that on. That sounds like <laughs> you. That God. sounds like you. And, and it, was, it, was, it was 97, and it was my first year out there, and, and I remember Craig Cormack was always like, I ever catch you in a car, you're mm-hmm. fired on the spot. So I was always, like, playing hide-and-seek. Yeah, but I was I, there. I had a handful. Was that that, that blue-and-white 55? No, it was his 22. Oh, okay. It was okay. the the, the yellow bomber, 22, the, yeah. The Big Martin Carlo. Yeah, I was going to okay. say it was a yeah, yeah, lot closer. I was racing with him
2: back in the day yeah. then too, yeah. Yep. Now yeah, somebody no. does
1: have a two seater out there, I heard, right? So you could the ha- track take a pass- does, you know, the yeah, track the track does. Goes. Okay, yeah. So you could take a passenger around yeah. so they get a feel for it.
0: So off the uh, Sutter text line, Crowbait, who uh, fantastic listener to all, he, I think he sets his alarm and like listens to every show on the station. We love you. We love him. <laughs> he grew up five miles uh, from Eagle, just north of Alvo. Said he used to go religiously, and he misses it. Crowbait, get back out get there. Get back man. out
1: there. I'm there. Come out yeah, and meet me. I'd love awesome. to meet you. Yes.
0: Uh, Jc says he has not seen Dwight Carter. Uh, sprint car driver at the track this year. I think Dwight may have finally hung it up. The, the 4U car mm-hmm. uh, that raced out there for many, many years owns uh, Joey Theater and Havelock. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I used to work with his son, Jonathan. So, But I think Dwight is, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's hung it up com- completely or uh, just taken a year off because, uh, you know, it is a little expensive and, and uh, he's been doing it for a long time, too. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Let's see, also Notorious B.I.B., Wow! Oh yeah, he said. Hey, he was,
1: morning and evening, notorious bib. I, B. I love it.
0: He said, "Okay, I'm assuming he's alluding to uh, the Roy McCain story, but okay. he said he was at the track when that happened."
1: Oh wow! Okay.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I I was I I thought I was going to get run over by a monster truck. But uh, thanks to you guys <laughs> for chiming in on the Sarter Heyman text line. Don't forget, uh, all the live streaming is on the Sarter Heyman live stream, Twitter, Twitch, Facebook, YouTube, Allo, Channel 951.
1: And soon to be downtown where we will, uh, for those of you who are racers and avid listeners here, we will bring in some of our friends that have been on air and have their cars downtown. So you can come down and check out the car. Not in the window, but outside the window. So looking forward to that.
0: The best part is going to be the people that live downtown like you do. Yes. Uh, as, you know, people like Bob go, yeah, you know what? I think I'm just going to go ahead and fire this thing up and back uh, it off the trailer <laughs> and park it.
2: I got a funny story about that if you want to hear. Oh, one. absolutely. Of course we do.
0: That's Bob Singer. That's Rebecca Pearson and Mike Melby. Rico driving the car. Um, I want to jump to break and then I want to hear the story. Okay. So we'll be back right after this on 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the finish line with Mike Melby on 93.7 The Ticket and ticketfm.com. Welcome back to the finish line here on 93.7 The Ticket the ticketfm.com. I'm Mike Melby, Rebecca Pearson to my right, Bob Rusinger in studio tonight, drives stock cars out at Eagle Raceway, and uh, Rico is driving the car tonight. Bob, I know you wanted to share a story uh, before we went to break. I wanted to get us in there so we could have a little bit longer segment. Go with that story, and then let's talk a little bit about claiming motors and all the fun stuff that goes into that with local races. Sure.
2: Uh, I was going to tell you, I used to work just literally a block from here at uh, Color Middle School for 20 years, and and I used to bring my car to school, not to bring it to school, but I'd go race on Thursday nights or Wednesday nights, and I'd bring my car into town, teach school, and then hop in my – I'd park on the side street over there, and I'd take off. And I remember one time, it was late March, early April – and uh, I had my car in the big trailer parked on the side of the road. And the people kind of let me do it. Well, then they're like, hey, we sh- you should unload your car and let these kids look at it. Because most of these kids had never seen anything like mm-hmm. it. Like a modified is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know yeah. like Harry Hogg. Very There's cool. not, not, mm-hmm. nothing stock about a stock car, right? I mean, there is nothing <laughs> stock about it. <an> <laughs> So I unload the thing, and uh, I, we left it out there for the, the rotations of lunch and recess, and kids would walk around and check it out. Well, I got done with my class, and I came out, and there were still probably 15, 20 minutes left to recess. So, they're like, well, "Why don't you fire this thing up?" So I, I get in there and fire it up. And I see these two soccer goalposts Well, that's turn one and two, and that's turn three and four. So I just start ripping. And kids are jumping out of the way, and people are coming out, and I'm just, you know, just ripping. Ripping! It's totally stupid. But I, you know, I they just, loved it. Yeah, this is great because uh-huh. a big, huge area in the middle of town. Sure. I'm like, oh. yep. so I'm I did I don't know five six laps and I mean just banging the chip and which was really bad for because <laughs> on grass it didn't I really want to hook up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, but it sounded good. I yeah. So I, I get the thing loaded back up. I'm back teaching science hour or two later, and here comes the principal and a cop. And then a couple other people behind him and they open the door and I'm like, Hey guys. And they're just looking at me like, like uh, your dead face. And I know the cop, it's our resource officer, this lady. And she's like, we have a problem. I'm like, What's wrong. And they're, so they, the principal's like, I'm gonna have to take your class, Bob, you're out of here. And she's like, was that you? Did you just have that race car ripping around? And then she's like, these are all the tickets you're going to get. And she was disturbing the peace and this and that. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Right? I was,
1: on a need, demo you told me to do it <laughs>
2: well then, then after you know the kids are like oh my god mr ising dead and i was about to walk out and she's like april fools oh <laughs> man. well because prior to that if you look behind our recess it's it's all these apartment buildings and like there's all these people that worked the late shift and you just woke them all up we've got 15 complete it was they had me hooked line and wow. sinker but uh, i thought i
0: was going to jail Oh, nice. so yeah, that but your
2: students thought you were the coolest teacher oh, ever. I was
0: going to say, you ever. just, just won teacher of the year. Absolutely. Like the yeah, he's going to jail. Off the, uh, <laughs> off the starter, Hammond text line, Pecan Pie says he's only been to Eagle once and it was there for the, the uh, Eagle Hollow Haunts. Yeah. And he's on the bus and he goes, their driver left a little bit of paint uh, on the wall coming out of four. I've heard some stories about what happened with that bus. They, they had one guy that uh, jumped the bus over the berm. He kind of he he literally fell out of the seat because he was trying to grab the door because it had popped open. Did Uh-oh. they take
1: the bus on the track? Oh yeah, yeah I think yeah, they yeah. do. Yeah, I've they never nice. Been there, but yeah, yeah.
0: And he launched up over the berm, wound up in the infield. Luckily, nobody got hurt too bad. Um, but yeah, that thing's had a couple of. It may, you know, what it may have been that night uh, that Pecan <laughs> Pie talking. Pecan Pie, do me a favor, go out there because it, it's it's inexpensive and it's just crazy. Yeah, no matter what class you want to watch or want to follow, it's it's a good time. But in some of the classes, they can claim motors.
2: Now you can claim more than that. You can claim shocks and carburetors and a lot of things. Really? Yeah. So we're talking uh, about what it
1: costs, you know, because I have I have aspirations now. So, but however, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the claim. <laughs> what rule, does it take? It's,
2: it's an IMCA only rule. I, be, no. I believe it okay. only exists in IMCA classes. Um, con- you know, throughout the entire country and. I've never done it. I just know it. I get these claim cards in the mail when I sign up. So I've got a card for shocks. I got a card for carburetors. I got a card for motors. And like I said, I've never done it. And I've seen it happen. And i've been in I've been under the inclination that a lot of time is their grudge claims. Mm. But uh, I don't know. So what it amounts to is this: they want to try to keep the cost down because, right. like a shock, not a competitive shock. These people are spending over a thousand dollars a shock. Well, I think the claim for a shock is like i don't know a hundred dollars or something like that so mm. let's say i last night i finished 10th and anyone in the top four i could claim if i had the money in my pocket mm-hmm. i could claim all four of their shocks for 50 bucks a piece or whatever wow. it is okay so and, and if you got a thousand dollars a shock on there that's four grand and you're getting 50 bucks a piece so it, it, it's a deal where oh you know it's trying to keep the cost down i right. i think it happened one time this year in the stock car class i can't remember uh Frankly, it probably needs to start happening. Yeah, uh, but uh, but you know, <laughs> the thing is, you have to have, like I said, you a lot of times, like if you were going to claim a motor. Mm-hmm. So let's say, let's say I finished. Uh, you have to finish, I believe, on the lead lap okay. of the A feature. Yep. And a lot of times, like in the sport mod class, it's difficult. If you're making the feature in some of these with a, has a huge car count, you probably don't have a motor problem, so you probably don't need a motor. Mm-hmm. So, but here's the deal: if you, let's say, I want to claim your motor because you finish in the top four, um, you have the option of just taking the swap. Okay. So basically, you're just trading motors, mm-hmm. uh, which is a lot of work, and okay. it has to be done that night. It has to be done that night. Yeah, you oh, don't. I'm sure your crew loves to, you at yeah. 10:30. Once at night. you get claimed, you can't. You can't <laughs> even go near your car. It's like impounded. Wow, um, and they yeah you can't touch anything because people are you know going to dump sugar in a gas tank or something oh, like man. that. So yeah, so, well
1: I love that rule though. Um, but
2: now it like with the with the crate option right. and the a mods and the hobbies and the sport mods, if you run the crate motor, you can't get claimed.
1: Okay, and we talked about you know just uh, making it affordable. You said Speedway actually rents out engines for people if they want to race. So you know, you I want don't. To I this. know they do for sprint, sprint cars, cars mm-hmm. but yeah. I,
2: I don't. I, yeah, I yeah, doubt for, for modifieds. Stocks, yeah. yeah,
1: but but regardless, sprints can be relatively cost effective to get into because sure. you're, you're just saying there's a lot of cars on the market that we can buy if we want to get mm-hmm. into it. Because you know I'm sort of keen with the show even to be talking more about this, get people excited about you know at least going out to Eagle. If you haven't been in 10, 15 years, you need to go out. It's still I understand the fans I was with last night in the VIP suite. It's hardly change right it's pretty much the same as it's always been but it's really fun time well the yeah.
2: stands are pretty nasty back in the day right yeah i was gonna say when craig <laughs> frogs, frogs were jumping over you yeah, they yeah. were all oh, wooden yeah. dirt okay yeah. well <laughs> oh wait, yeah
1: they were wooden but <laughs> yeah. they're yeah. not wooden anymore it's decent oh no, it's no. super fun. it's decent super nice. i've been to the best tracks in the world i've been to formula one all over the world right i've been to the best this is a decent track for this kind of thing
0: well the 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 footings that hold up the high-rise grandstand I tied the rebar at the bottom of those eight foot holes oh. that the concrete was poured in to put the stand so they're in, solid, is what you're
1: saying. <laughs> I,
0: I tied the rebar, yes. so I don't know if well, I. That's why now. I'm saying. Are you saying <laughs> they're solid no, or they're not solid? No, the the company that did it it was wild because the wind never stops blowing out there, and so in hundred degree heat when they the this company from Texas sent their crew up, the guys are carrying the big long thirty foot long seats mm-hmm. up the bleachers to what they've built so far. And it's great. They're eight feet off the ground. Well, then they're 10 feet off the ground. Well, then they're 25 feet off the ground. Then they're 40 feet off the ground. And there's nothing to hold them. Wow. They slip fall when they were building that thing. It would have been a long drop. Well, no I think safety they got, equipment, no nothing. It was crazy. Didn't they
1: get hit in a uh, storm this past year? Yeah. yeah, yeah, they just they just had some, some had, pretty bad damage yeah. out there. So. But, you know, it's a dirt track. It's Eagle, it's Nebraska, but it's very solid, right? Food's decent, a good place to stay. Now you're
0: talking about the, the joke you had played on you. Do you remember what we did with the help of the state patrol at Eagle back in the late 90s? God, I remember car coming out on the truck,
2: uh, police car so coming out on the truck for some reason.
0: We had an intermission, and Rick Schweger and I normally are down in the crowd immediately, and we're handing out stuff. And everybody's turning around. They're like, ah, give us our stuff. Give us our stuff. And we're just, like, talking about advertisements. And then you hear a helicopter, and you see a spotlight. And we go, oh, that's interesting. It looks like somebody's in tr- trouble uh, – should we be worried? This is going out over the PA. <laughs> and the helicopter follows the spotlights on the car. There's two patrol units that are following the car. The guy turns onto the road that goes to Eagle, and we immediately, we're, we're talking to where you can still hear us, but we immediately go, everybody, please remain calm. Stay where you are. Our security staff here, our state patrol, they just ask that everyone please remain calm and do not leave your seat. And the car then pulls into the pits, goes around, goes onto the entrance in the track, goes on the track, does a lap, stops on the front stretch. The patrol officers get out and release the dog. The guy driving the car jumped out of the Suburban and took off running in a full bite suit. And the dog goes and attacks him. The patrol officers get there, the troopers get there, and they call the dog off. And the whole time, Rick and I haven't said a word now for like three minutes. And then Rick goes, the demonstration that you just saw... (laughs) Only time announcing anything anywhere in my career of 31 years now I've ever had stuff thrown at me. <laughs> the fans were not happy, not but happy. We, we were all kind of fist bumping after that. It yeah. was a, we the State Patrol and, and the, our whole staff pulled it off. It was funny.
1: Wow, that's a great story. I'm pretty sure many more from Eagle, from Bob, from yep. Melby.
0: Yeah, that's Bob Roosinger. Bob, thank you so much for coming in studio tonight. Rebecca Pearson there. Rico, thanks for driving the car. Uh, get your happy on. Uh, Ricky Simmons is coming up next. Do you know who his guest is? I don't either. At any anyway, rate, you know it's going to be a great show because Ricky's on it. It always is. Uh, I'm Mike Melby. We'll be back with the finish line again next week. Uh, have yourselves a fantastic uh, and enjoyable scorcher of a week. Timps in the hundreds all week.